Hello, and welcome to the snap. Um, wow, this is so weird. I don't have I don't have show notes anymore. Uh, welcome to the snap. This is uh, my MCU recap podcast where we talk about everything going on in the MCU before it was a recap show pre-endgame, but now the snap is done with, or should I, the blip, the blip is done with. <laughs> Things are back to normal. We're moving into phase four and we have some really cool Disney plus shows coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so hello. Um, my name is Kayla Jouette. Um, this is, uh, my first podcast adventure was with the snap and then you've probably heard me on some other uppercut fun content um today my guest who was actually the last guest of the show (laughs) in 2019 when we went over spider-man far from home um chris compendio how are you i'm wonderful it's very funny because my entire tenure working with uppercut was in between my guest appearances (laughs) (laughs) so here i am back at it uh ready to lend a hand because Boy, was there so much MCU stuff that happened in 2020, right, Kayla? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so much. It's it's funny because I'm pretty sure, I have to go back and listen to it, but I'm pretty sure at the end of, like, or somewhere in between when we were talking about Far From Home, we were like, mm-hmm. yeah, the next show is going to be about Black Widow coming soon. <laughs> and then, like, I just remember sitting at home and the movie just kept getting delayed mm-hmm. further and further and i was like i i don't i don't think we're gonna be making any marvel content any anytime soon guys mm-hmm. um and here we are a full like year and a half later yeah that's talking that's about crazy. wandavision you were so naive back then i know <laughs> i know um so yeah welcome back to the show um so what we're gonna do is uh Normally, it would be like one movie, one recap. I decided that I didn't want to do a full series recap, and I didn't also want to do like an episodic recap. I thought that would be a little too much. So for the Disney Plus shows, we are going to be doing like a halfway through mark of the shows to talk about them. So there's going to be nine episodes in WandaVision. I believe... That probably means across the board there's going to be like nine episodes in each show, right? I've seen different think? counts. I've, I, I think I saw like Falcon Winter Soldier as six or something like that. I, it, it, who knows? Well, we won't know until who we knows? get there. Yeah. Well, when we get there, we'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so um, this episode is taking place before episode five comes out. So we have seen four episodes of WandaVision. Um, really exciting. <laughs> Because uh, the first three were kind of slow. I think most people have said that. I really enjoyed them. Same. What about about you? I did, yeah. Um, It's it's really interesting watching a Marvel Studios property with, like, a slow burn mystery. Like, that just doesn't happen in the medium of of, um, a film. Even even with something, like, as quote-unquote episodic, like the MCU. And, like, the... It's really interesting to think how WandaVision was not supposed to be the first show. It was supposed to be Falcon Winter Soldier. And then because of COVID, like, things got rearranged a little bit. And WandaVision, like, as the first Marvel Studios TV show, like, being about television, I think makes it the perfect fit for the first TV show. (laughs) 
Yeah, I agree. Um, also, like, this is something that Marvel has never done, which is mm-hmm. really cool. I mean, uh, yeah, the show, for one thing, like the MCU, I mean, we have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but... Yeah, different company, yeah. But Chris is the only one who counts that as... Boo, I'm not... There are dozens of us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I started it. I will never probably finish it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, I still love you. It's but <laughs> by... What I mean by that is that, um, like you were saying, the mystery of it. This is so creepy. It is so weird. It is making me so excited to see the Doctor Strange film that will mm-hmm. be coming out, which will have Wanda in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we can talk about that when we get to the recap. Um, but before we do the recap, um, the episode five trailer just dropped um like a few days ago and neither of us have watched it so we decided we're gonna kind of pause and uh watch it and then come back with our reactions yeah it's interesting um, they they call this a mid-season trailer so actually um kayla i think you timed this episode out perfectly because i think marvel considers us halfway through now (laughs) so i know right we did it (laughs) (laughs) well we did it Mm -hmm. so um so yeah, let's uh let's take a quick break to watch that, and we'll be right back with our reactions. Wow, I think uh, Chris, you said say what you said before. Yeah, that. I mean, I was just saying like <laughs> you know when you watch the initial trailers for this, you're like, what is this weird sitcom thing? And this is a good way to just have the characters explain the actual premise of the show. That way, like. There are some shows where you might not be interested in until you get kind of like get it partially spoiled, you know, like Mandalorian. People might not have been interested in that, but then they hear about Baby Yoda and that gets them into it. You know, like you don't necessarily have to be there from the beginning. Uh, So it's very smart marketing. Right. I I completely agree. This is the trailer that's meant to like really grab audiences who are like, I don't know about that. And like get them really into it um there were some things mm. that i saw though that i would like yeah wait, wait what um but i guess we'll talk about them after <laughs> the recap um ooh. um we'll chris <laughs> since you are my first guest um we'll see if i want to cut this or not um how should we uh talk recap of one episode talk about that or should i recap them all and then we just talk about it all I say we re- the episodes were pretty short, and right. I think we can sum them all up pretty quickly. So my vote is for Perfect. recap okay. them all, then discuss. Well, then let's get into it. Um, in the past, I have done, like, yeah. I have watched the movie so intently, and I've typed up my notes. And then literally towards the end of the snap endgame pre- preparations, I was like, I cannot do this anymore. So once again, I am using Wikipedia um, <laughs> to recap this episode so shout out to wikipedia um so yeah the first episode um was released on january 15th the same as the second episode it is called films before a live studio audience so newlywed couple wanda and vision move into the town of westview during the 1950s despite vision being an android and wanda having telekinesis and reality warping abilities they attempt to blend in (laughs) One day, they notice a heart drawn on their calendar, but neither of them can remember what the occasion is. While Vision goes to his job at Computational Services, Inc., Incorporated, uh, Wanda decides that the heart represents their anniversary. 
Their neighbor, Agnes, introduces herself to Wanda and helps her prepare to celebrate the night. Vision amazes his coworkers with his speed, but is unsure what his company actually does. He is reminded that he and Wanda are hosting his boss, Mr. Hart, and his wife for dinner that night, which is what the heart represents. Wanda and Vision struggle to hide their abilities while making a last-minute dinner for the hearts. While interrogating Wanda and Vision, Mr. Hart chokes on his food, and Vision uses his abilities to save him. All of this takes place in the fictional sitcom WandaVision, which somebody is watching on a television. Um, some other notes on that episode, I think... Um, Chris, feel free to like chime in as well. Um, it is very much like I Love Lucy mm-hmm. vibes. Um, they have set up the show. If you, um, you should be familiar with this if you're watching, but if you're not watching, I don't know why you're here. Love you. Um, <laughs> but it's um, <laughs> black and white. Even the like um, style is very um, vintage. Like even going from episode one to episode two, which is still in black and white. The, the camera quality is very different yeah the aspect ratio mm-hmm. even like the, the special effects that they do with like she's using telekinesis but they do it in a very like right, old right. style like they're just using wires you know and um i bl- like you know the episode the first episode is called filmed before a live studio audience they literally filmed the first episode Amazing. in front of a live studio audience which i think is <laughs> it's so good nuts <laughs> um yeah i bet it was just like marvel studios like crew and like family members and friends or something like that under like strict um non-disclosure agreements um but you know that added some authenticity to it which i think was uh really really fascinating um and you know it was all filmed in multi-camera so you know like they would have several cameras like um pointing at the set um just just to get all that coverage as opposed to like modern day television which is like single camera it's just like very deliberate angles and stuff like that um, except for the part where Mr. Hart chokes on his food and then it became, it becomes mm-hmm. like yeah. modern style camera work. Um, so like right. hinting at you like, yeah, Hey, so that's kind of, here. so touching on this episode um, a little bit. Um, it's very sitcom-y. There's a lot of fun, fun jokes. One of my favorite ones is right in the beginning of the episode. She hits vision in the head with a, uh, uh, like a piece of China and it hits him, it breaks. And then he, she makes a joke. Oh, your indestructible head. And um, a little too soon, Marvel. <laughs> a little too soon. For me, at least. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a lot of fun, like, mm-hmm. jokes. And it feels really fun because, again, it's in front of a live audience. So you get the laugh happening. And um, mm-hmm. the whole episode is like that. There's nothing weird going on yet. You feel like, okay, what is the show really about? What's going on here? Until the dinner when the hearts come over um, and they're sitting at the table and they just start interrogating. When I say interrogating, like the wife is like, where are you from? Why are you here? What's going on? Do you have any kids? Just like slamming questions. And then vision is going along with it. But then if you're watching the scene, you see Wanda, everybody else is going along with things. It seems like, you know, sitcom is still going on. She starts like looking off and like get, she's getting all these questions. She's looking off like, wait, what, like, why are people questioning me? Like what's going on? And she's like, gets out of character for a minute. Um, And then she's not answering any questions. So then like Mr. Hart starts like slamming his fists on the table. He's like, why are you here? Like, why are you here? And then he starts choking. 
<laughs> right. traditional American family values. <laughs> um, and it goes kind of from like a, oh, the these the bosses are asking the new people in town some questions to like, okay, wait, what's going on? He starts choking. Um, nobody's doing anything, but the wife is like, stop it, stop it. And she just keeps repeating it. And it's so creepy. It's so wild. He just keeps choking and she keeps saying, stop mm-hmm. it, looking at Wanda. Um, and so she's like, all right, Vision, fix it. Vision does use his powers to like go through his body, get whatever he was choking on out. And then they just like get up and leave. And they're just like, all right, that was a great dinner. Goodbye. And it's like yeah. that really like for a first episode, you're like, okay, wait, they really hooked you. They're like, okay, something's clearly mm-hmm. weird here and we need to keep watching and figure out what the hell is going yeah. on. I think oh, even yeah. the commercial kind of signaled that. Like, there right, was like right, a, right. There was like a toaster and then it starts making like the, like it starts <laughs> making like the Iron Man <laughs> noise and then like it starts, yeah. Oh Jesus, that, that was probably terrible. But yeah, um, and it starts beeping and it's the color red, even though everything is black and white. Like, um, you know, people have interpreted it as mm-hmm. like, oh, that's the bomb that Wanda and Pietro were like, you know, when they were stuck in Sokovia and like there was a Stark industry bomb that landed near them and is it going to go off? Are we good, about to die? So, right. Uh, yeah. Um, but, there are yeah. a lot of theories with that. I, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because, and I will, we'll read into it, but totally. every single commercial that we've seen such far, like thus far has been kind of like a, a back track to like her past mm-hmm. which is really cool yeah her trauma yeah. specifically i guess you were Tra- yes mm-hmm. oh you know i didn't think about it directly like that but now that you say that <laughs> and now that we know what we know after a- watching episode four um mm-hmm. i think we might get some more creepy mm-hmm. commercials um yeah but yeah uh anything else about episode one before we move on i'm good i think we should uh, let's hit episode two. Get it rolling. Cool. Yeah. Episode two is called <laughs> Don't Touch That Dial. So now we are in the 1960s. Wanda and Vision hear some strange noises outside of their house. They prepare their magic act for a neighborhood talent show. Wanda and Agnes spend the day with the show's planning committee, led by Dottie, and Vision attends a neighborhood watch meeting where he accidentally swallows some chewing gum. Wanda befriends another neighbor, Geraldine, and notices more strange things, a yellow and red toy helicopter in their black and white world, a voice on the radio that seems to be speaking to her, and a red bloodstain. Thanks to the gum caught in his internal mechanisms, Vision appears to be intoxicated at the talent show and publicly reveals his abilities. Wanda uses her own abilities to make it look like simple magic tricks and fixes Vision by removing the gum. They return home, and Wanda becomes visibly pregnant. When they see a strange beekeeper emerging from a manhole on their street, Wanda resets their reality before the figure appears. The setting then becomes colorful as it changes to the 1970s. I also have a note here for the commercial. Uh, it was a um, WandaVision program advertising a Strucker watch. And if you don't know who Strucker is, mm-hmm. he is the figure, it's like, Especially in the MCU, because there's been a lot of Struckers. But in the MCU, in this timeline, he is the one that was um, experimenting on Wanda and Pietro um, yes. to give them their superpowers. Yes. Wolfgang, Baron Strucker, or Wolfgang von Strucker. <laughs> and you right. see a shitty yeah. son in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That guy sucks, anyway. <laughs> sucks. I'm yeah. sure he does, because I don't watch. Boy. Um, <laughs> so... 
what are we what are we missing so let's talk about this episode if you like most of us who like are fan fan people of the show um we meet geraldine um but we know that geraldine was cast as um monica rambeau Mm -hmm. so people who are not really like that hardcore probably would just be like oh a new character but everybody else like me and chris are like what do you mean geraldine this is weird um so we know that that is monica rambeau in this town in this universe kind of playing along we're like how Mm -hmm. did she get here what's going on i mean she seemed a little Um, confused when she was asked for her name and she like she gave her answer like with with, like hesitance um Mm -hmm. but yeah we we were nerds kayla we were in the know so we're cursed with this knowledge (laughs) (laughs) we are um something i noticed and something that has been speculated and, and we'll talk about it as well later i noticed that from my first watching that Agnes, her neighbor, is wearing the same brooch that she was wearing in the first episode. It really, like, stands out. So that was something that was like, hmm, that's weird. That could symbolize something. That could mean something is going on here. Um, so some theories popped up from that. Um, um, I don't know. I'm sure you've heard the theories too, Chris, that mm-hmm. Agnes is actually Agatha, the witch who... Um, takes part in a lot of the comics of like putting a spell on Wanda. Um, is Agatha directly related to the House of M? I actually do not know that situation. That. <laughs> okay, I don't know either. Um, um, but that is kind of like uh, Agatha works directly with Mephisto, who we know is, or I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but it's been talked about will be one of the players in um, the Doctor Strange movie, who basically works as like the MCU devil right (laughs) literally the devil yes like practically the devil literally the devil (laughs) which funny enough in this episode the devil gets brought up um while they're at their uh pool meeting uh dotty says something about the devil um Mm. being what is what is the saying that she says like devils in the details yes thank you Mm. devils in the details and then agnes or Agatha, Agnes says that's not the only place he is, and we're like, mm. wink. Mm. Uh, I still don't really understand the um, purpose behind making uh, the red and yellow toy helicopter, like red and yellow. I'm not really sure that purpose. I don't know if you have any theories of like why that was colorful in their world. Yeah, I wonder why that didn't change. Like, you know, like you would find out in episode four that like the beekeeper is also kind of like in in lieu of that. But I don't think that dude was colorful. Um, right? No, he wasn't. It's interesting, but yeah, at the same time, like when you know the the, uh, the tether came back as a colorful jump rope. So like, the rules of this world are a little uh, wonky, and that's that could be very purposeful. Uh, I'm not right. really sure, but um, right, you know, it it, it was a good. Obvious way to be like, hey, there's something outsideish about this. This is not supposed to be here. Um, so, right. I don't know. I give it's it a exciting. pass. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Um, we also have the radio coming on. They're like, Wanda, Wanda, mm-hmm. who's doing this to you? Kind of implying that somebody's doing this to her, and like this, whatever's going on here, it's like forced upon her. Something is happening. Mm-hmm. But then there's also this miscommunication because at the end of the episode, when the beekeeper shows up, who's clearly not supposed to be there, 
she just says no and time rewinds it doesn't happen they're back on the couch and she's got a nice pregnant belly and everything's fine <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> instant pregnancy is totally fine um nothing to be alarmed about here <laughs> right so um so yeah and i i think everybody as soon as they saw the the pregnancy happen everybody's heads went straight to house of m um which is a um which is part of the comics um mm. basically where wanda um makes it to where the mutants are all the main like what am i trying to say the mutants are overpopulated where the humans aren't and they're uh in control which is something that like magneto always wanted the mutants to be able to be like out and kind of taken over the world in that sense of like not being hidden on mm-hmm. with their abilities very complicated um so it's just the story and then she has kids two twin boys um and then they end up being in like the young avengers later on um i'm not super familiar with the comics so please don't like come me at me and being like yeah. well actually kayla um i know i'll fight them yeah we'll fight them it's fine um but yeah so that's everybody immediately was like whoa what's going on here um so yeah anything else that i'm missing from this episode uh i would say that you know when you do see someone watching the show in end of episode one and when you look at the beekeeper in episode two they both have a strange sword looking logo Mm, you're right there Uh, what could that possibly mean (laughs) What could it be? Mm-hmm. Um, which we will know in, in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's apparent. And then we waited a week for episode three uh, that aired on January 22nd um, called Now in Color. So we are in the 1970s now. We're in color now. Um, Dr. Nielsen checks on Wanda's pregnancy and says that she is four months along and everything is fine before leaving for an intended holiday with his wife. While Vision sees Nielsen out, he sees his neighbor, Herb, unknowingly cut through their wall. Wanda and Vision paint a nursery while debating what to name their child before Wanda's pregnancy elevates to six months. When she begins contractions, her abilities begin to move things in the house and eventually shut down the entire town's power. Geraldine arrives and helps Wanda deliver twins, Tommy and Billy. Ooh. 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 Uh, Vision catches Agnes and Herb gossiping outside. They talk about Geraldine, who has just arrived in town and does not have a home or a family. Inside, Wanda interrogates Geraldine after the latter reveals that she knows Ultron killed Wanda's twin brother, Pietro. Wanda notices that Geraldine is wearing a pendant with the sword emblem on it. When Vision returns, Geraldine is gone. Outside of Westview, Geraldine is cast out from a wall of static and is surrounded by sword agents. Um, Also a side note, the commercial during this WandaVision program advertises Hydra Soak bath powder, which... Chris, isn't this a uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. joke? I think it's a stretch, but uh, <laughs> I think people are allowed to hold on to hope. That is a reference to, there is a plotline in Season 4 where they are in this fucked up Matrix reality where Hydra has taken over, and Brainwashed Coulson is a teacher who is a conspiracy theorist who believes that Hydra is putting stuff in our soap to brainwash us. Um, again, a stretch. But um, we'll see. I think the thing that people like are locking onto more from that commercial is like, 
what, what was the phrase? It was like something about the goddess within or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know the significance of that, but someone someone must know <laughs> for sure. Somebody must know, but it's not yeah. us. We have no idea. Yeah. If they, um, if they, if that <laughs> I, if that paradise they were in was Tahiti, then like I'll be like, oh yeah, that age is shit. But like, no, that I think Hydra and soap, sure. I mean, Hydra, you know, yeah. water <laughs> soak. I don't right. think it's. It's I also think it's it's, it's literally a glowing. It's like a blue cube, so it's like. The Tesseract. Yeah. Like, there's so many little Hydra things in there, exactly. I think. Yeah. Um, Keep hoping. But yeah, this episode, <laughs> this episode, like, was from the start till the end, more fast-paced, re- like, really getting you thinking. Um, more things were happening. Like, from the start, she's pregnant, and then he goes outside and sees Herb is kind of, like, glitching almost, like, He's yeah. he's cutting hedges and then just goes into their wall. And then he's like, hey, dude, what's going on? And then he's like, oh, just me working out here. You know, it's like very, it's a very weird vibe. Yeah. Um, so we're yeah. like, okay, what's going on? Um, and then again, uh, the pregnancy just like keeps speeding up. <laughs> and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, very weird. Um, yeah, what's going on here? What's going on? And then wouldn't you know it? Uh, Geraldine shows up. Um, we get we get the twins delivered, which was so fun because they were arguing the whole episode about whether to name the child uh, Tommy or Billy, which was the names of the the twins from the House of M. And so, of course, everybody's like, "Oh my god, who is it going to be?" And then, bam, they give us the twins. They're just like, "We know what you want, and we're going to give it to you." Um, the wholesome and then, ending uh, to that whole... Exactly. Very nice. wholesome. Uh, we get, uh, again, that scene with Agnes kind of being like, you know, Geraldine's not from here. Like, we don't know, like, no home, nothing. Um, and Agnes seems especially worried. Like, why is she in there talking to Wanda, right? Mm-hmm. And would just like to say, she is again wearing that same brooch. Um uh, and then even when Herb, Herb tries to say, like, we're, we're all, we're like. all, and it's like, what are you trying to say? Like, he's trying to say, like, we're trapped, but then Agnes, like, stops him. He's like, she's like, nope, everything's fine. Cool. We're good. And you're just like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, the end of this episode is probably was so, was just like kicking everything into gear for me, I think. Um, because it was, tense. it was so tense. Um, you get, you know, Wanda's talking to Geraldine, AKA Monica, and is like, you know, I, I had a twin and then, uh, all of a sudden something like clicks with that, with that dialogue. And Geraldine says, yeah, your brother was killed by Ultron. Right. And then Wanda's like, what did you say? Like, what did you say? Like, who are you? And Geraldine's like, Wanda, like, it's just me. I'm just your your friendly neighbor. Um, and then she's like, I think you need to leave. And then, and then when Vision comes back in, she is gone. She's nowhere to be seen. So we don't know, like, where does she go? Oh, well, we see two seconds later that uh, she was like, 
literally like thrown out of this bubble. Yeeted. Yeeted out of Yeeted. Westview. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. Which is a real town, by the way. West, well, I mean, not in real life, but in the MCU, outside of the sitcom reality, Westview is a real town. Right. It's a right. real town. <laughs> Making sure I got that So right. then, <laughs> after this episode, you're like, okay, now... What is happening? Because clearly there's this bubble. These, like, these people, are they, like, trapped? Like, what's going on here? You don't, you kind of are coming up with theories. You kind of don't know. But then episode four really digs in and kind of gives us everything we we wanted. Um, before we jump into episode four, though, is there anything else you want to add? That's pretty much it. I mean, this was very, yeah. like, I don't know, uh, Brady Bunch was cited when people talk about this, like... You know, right. episode two was a, a lot more explicitly bewitched, but um, you know, it was nice to have a little bit of color. It was um, it was fun. I mean, I I'm really fun. surprised by uh, we'll talk about this later, but like I'm really surprised by how much I was actually laughing <laughs> during the sitcom jokes through all of these <laughs> first three episodes. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, episode four, funny enough, is so this one came out. Just a few days ago on January 29th, um, and it's called We Interrupt This Program, which is funny because this episode is not like the others. This episode is not taking place from this sitcom point of view. Um, You finally get this like MCU movie vibe from this episode. So we see Captain Monica Rambeau, an agent of S.W.O.R.D., returns to life following the blip, the snap, whatever, uh, to find her mother, Maria, has died of cancer. If you don't remember, uh, Maria was Captain Marvel's friend in the Marvel movie. Monica Rambeau is the child in that movie as well. Just some pinpoints there. Um, so three weeks later, Monica returns to work and is sent by acting director Tyler Hayward to help FBI agent Jimmy Wu. Jimmy Wu is an Ant-Man. You might remember him as being very confused by the uh, magic tricks. Um, (laughs) with a, uh, so she's going to help Jimmy Woo with a missing persons case in Westview, New Jersey. They discover a hexagonal static CMBR field surrounding the town, which Monica goes up to, to go check it out and is pulled into. So that answers our question of how did she get in there? (laughs) Within 24 hours, S.W.O.R.D. establishes a base around the town and sends drones and an agent in to investigate the agent um, who was the beekeeper that we see pop up. Um, Dr. Darcy Lewis. She's a AKA, doctor. Yay, doctor. <laughs> AKA. She's very busy. Um, Natalie Portman's friend in Thor. She's great. Comedic relief and just so hot. Love Kat Dennings. Um, so she comes in, she's asked to study the phenomena and discovers broadcast signals for the sitcom WandaVision. So now we know who is watching the show from like that outside outside point of view. Um, so they use these to observe events inside the town. They learn that the real residents have been cast as characters in a sitcom and they see Monica disguise herself as Geraldine, which I don't believe she is disguising herself. I truly don't believe. I think that whatever spell, whatever's okay. happening in that town, I think she was pulled in there and kind of got cast over you know what i mean are you picking yes. up like the yep. vibe yeah because totally. yeah. there's no she's under the there's influence no way mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah 
Uh, Darcy and Jimmy unsuccessfully attempt to use the radio to contact Wanda, which is what we were hearing in episode two. Um, when Monica mentions Ultron, Wanda casts her out of the town. So this is cool. We, we actually see what happens in that scene. Um, because before, remember, it was kind of like, we didn't see anything. And was that because Wanda didn't want the sitcom to see anything? Probably. So we see Wanda get visibly upset about the Ultron thing, says, you're a stranger here. Nobody here knows about that and casts her out. So the sitcom illusion disappears. Wanda sees Vision appear as he did when he died. Horrified, she restores the illusion. Um, That is the end of the Wikipedia notes. There's also, fun fact, not a commercial in this episode, probably because it is not taking place in like the sitcom like we are used to watching. Um, But holy shit, that end scene (laughs) was so scary. I hated it. yeah, when was yeah. the last time the MCU had a jump scare? You know, I can't. I can't think of a single. Did it one. ever? Like, oh I my can't god! Think of <laughs> yeah, that was terrifying. So yeah, they show basically the same scene that they show from episode three, where he walks up and he's like, "Where's Geraldine? Like, what's going on?" And she turns around, but instead of seeing him, you just see his like corpse, lifeless, like grayed out body with the stone like plucked out of his head from Mm -hmm. the scene in Avengers, Um, which brings up a lot of questions for me. Um, I didn't think this originally, but then I was scrolling on TikTok last night before bed, (laughs) as one does, and somebody was like, somebody shared a clip. And if you haven't seen this yet, they showed this clip of a fan asking, like it was like a whole bunch of questions the Russo brothers were getting through the internet and a fan asks what happened to vision's body because there were rumors of like an after credit scene where like wanda goes and like goes somewhere to like i guess shield would have it i don't know goes and like retrieves his body and they answered that question by saying um yeah maybe that's a story for another time yeah and so um I didn't think this at all until I saw this. Um, I just thought like she was just making it up that Vision was there um, because she wants to create this town to like have him and everything's okay and they can have their perfect little life. And now I'm like, this girl has his corpse floating around in this like town that she has trapped these people in. Um, what do you what what do you think it is going on? I, I I actually it's interesting. So my first thought was that um, this is just in her head, and uh, she is just so traumatized that that's the first thing that she thinks of. But um, I think either is very plausible. Um, mm-hmm. It's effective thematically, right? Because it's a reminder that um, you know, in the midst of all of this um, wholesome, fun, colorful stuff that's going on, uh, Vision's fucking dead, man. Yeah. <laughs> like um, she she is like she was hurting. Uh, and, you know, I, I have more to say about that aspect of the show later, but, um, you know, it, it was a very effective moment, you know, like when he walks in, he's kind of like out of focus, he's blurry. Um, and then when it like cuts to him, it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, hey, <laughs> yeah, uh, and so it's scary. It, the fact that he's, yeah, he's still wearing the clothes and like, uh, it's the dead eyes that actually is the scariest part to me. Um, mm-hmm. like the fact that there is nothing in his eyes is kind of terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um this episode was really when i say it like gives mcu vibes it was like 
you know, it wasn't like a sitcom and you are finally getting a lot of answers to your questions. A lot of theories coming true, mm-hmm. what people speculated, um, what was happening. So, um, I guess now that we're done with the recap, um, we can just talk about it all. Talk about like what is going on. Um, I do want to yeah. say for anybody confused on what sword is, that was, um, it's basically like the space version of shield. Like they're usually dealing with like extraterrestrials. Um, mm-hmm. Maria Rambo was the founder of that. Um, and of course she died, uh, while, monica was blipped um and that's why when she comes back somebody else is the acting director and not her um so that's just kind of like a when you're like what is sword like what is this is this some like really bad like are these bad people who are like trapping her like there's all these theories about that when Mm -hmm. like reality is they are just like doing their job to be like what happened to this town oh shit is that an avenger is that wanda and vision wait isn't vision dead (laughs) so like a lot of questions are popping up um yes they are asking the same questions we are which is why the fourth episode was like fascinating even though it was a little more by the numbers um Mm -hmm. the fact that like jimmy woo is like writing down our fan theories on a whiteboard yes that was so funny like whenever he was writing things down i was like wait i asked that question too (laughs) why hexagons you know (laughs) it's vision five um uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, it's, um, S.W.O.R.D. has an interesting history because, like, um, fun fact, I, I didn't know this until recently, but S.W.O.R.D. was created by Joss Whedon in one of the X-Men comics, hmm. um, which is why the MCU has not used S.W.O.R.D. before, I guess, because it was a Fox thing, technically. Right. Um, I, there was a scene, there was a deleted scene in the first Thor where Eric Selvig mentioned S.W.O.R.D., but that was cut out, I, I assume that's because of the right stuff. Um, and they also changed the acronym slightly. Like, people made a big deal out of this, but uh, it used to be Sentient World Observation and Response Department, whereas here it's Sentient Weapon Observation and Response Division. Mm. Uh, and the fact that they've been operating longer than we thought they, like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, Maria Rambo found this, like, a long time ago, and, like, we just never knew about this? Like, you know, this not only kind of, like, seems a little incompatible with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s entire existence, but also, like, you know, phase one, in my opinion. Right. But uh, it, right. it's really interesting. Like, I, what have they been doing <laughs> in the background, I guess, is um, something they could explore. You know, people are like, oh, the Fantastic Four, they're totally going to be S.W.O.R.D. agents because they're going to go to space and then get fucked up. But, um uh it's it's real interesting and um you know we were we were you were live texting me um yeah watching this fourth episode and uh i made the quip i was like oh this is like uh this is like an age of shield episode with a budget (laughs) literally yeah i mean that's what it felt like i was i was like i was like chris are you seeing this (laughs) and they were like i just finished and i was like oh my god and like literally during the episode i was like I have never seen this before. They they showed in the beginning of this episode. They showed the people who got the snap coming back to life. Yeah, that and was I was crazy. like, "Crazy! Oh my god, this is so cool! This is amazing! I love this! I'm freaking out!" Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 it was also really yeah. sorry if I can interrupt really briefly, but like it was yeah. a really good way to um, show the gravity and the chaos 
of that moment of people cut because oh, yeah. you know you think pe- losing people like that is already devastating but imagine the panic when they're coming back and far from home did that very comically which was necessary because it was like right after endgame just like you know was just such a heavy film that they just needed to have some laughs and like you know like characters in far from home had like their respective like um blip stories like aunt may blipped back and like they thought she was a mistress or like the teacher um (laughs) was told that her wife was snatched but she actually ran away (laughs) with someone else like just like you know just like little like funny versions of that but here it's like you know they're in a hospital they are gonna be above capacity now this is crazy and like um Mm -hmm. monica has like has just found out from her perspective in the matter of seconds that her mother is just gone and has been gone for years um so i think it's really interesting because i think um i think it'll be pretty obvious that loss is a huge theme of this show and to have monica also going through that i think helps tie that together um but just from a purely like visual perspective like once you figure out what is happening because like you don't know like why are there all these particles it's like oh my god they're reforming this is so cool Mm -hmm. i hope no one's standing there while that happens but you know um A really, really awesome scene, and you can probably find like fan cuts of people like cutting the end game blip and the far from home blip and this blip like all together because this is how people spend their time. <laughs> it's really cool <laughs> stuff, though. But yeah, um... it is. Yeah, um, yeah. This episode was something. Um, Jimmy Woo really... running the magic trick. I just. You know what? I forgot, Jimmy. Yeah, that was funny. That was a callback mm-hmm. to Ant Man. Um, I forgot to mention that episode three. There is a scene. Um, there, it's. I think it's towards the end of the episode where um, Vision starts to like ask her something, like, "Oh, you know, like we don't have to stay here." Um, and then the clip. Every time before that has been restored or like something's happened, there's like a clear rewind because yeah. of the time period. But in this and in, in this time, it just like kind of like edits back. Like it just does this like weird jump. Yeah. Like you think there's your TV's glitching cut, for a minute. Like um, yeah, like, like to the point where like people watching at home are like, wait, did my did Disney Plus just glitch out on me? Yeah, um. that's exactly <laughs> like what was going on in my head. And then and then you're just like, wait, that's weird. Um, so that's also something that like. There's so much weirdness that is happening in these last episodes. And then for you to find out at the end that it it's Wanda. Like Wanda Apparently. is the one. <laughs> right. It's a Monica thing. Right, right. Yeah, we could be wrong. <laughs> um so I'm sure a lot of people have this theory, but I'm gonna just we just talk about like what we're thinking is happening, but like to me personally, what I think is happening, what's going on, is that um, this Agnes person is maybe who we say she is, but no matter what, she has something to do with this. The fact that she's wearing a brooch is in, in every single episode means something. It has to. It's disguising her in some way. Um, she has some kind of control. There's a lot of weirdness with the episodes of her feeling in control feeling like she's like getting the other people to not say something um there's something that she does have control over whereas wanda 
Wanda knows that whatever situation she's put herself in isn't the way it's supposed to be, but it's not upsetting her. I don't think that she, um, maybe she's not fully there right now and that there is something Mm -hmm. going on, but I do think she has a lot of control, hence why she keeps rewinding things to play out to where she doesn't have to go back to the reality where Vision is dead. She is finally living this life in this town with her her husband. They're married. They have kids. Why would she address reality? Like, why would she want to? If she has the power to make it her own reality, why not? But do I do I, I do think though somebody else is puppeteering this to be the way that it is to kind of put more you know uh i hate to use it in this sense but like wanda has this exact same thing has happened to her before she was used by by, i guess it was hydra right like the main villains of Mm -hmm. ultron really um used by them to be a weapon against the avengers um and i think because of all the trauma that she has been through since a child it sadly makes her easily like succumb to things like that and i think that is my maybe the situation that we're seeing here where like she knows something's up because there is these moments where she keeps clicking back but she's letting them gloss over she's letting them kind of just disappear and just be like nope this is my reality now sorry bye get out um what what are your thoughts chris yeah it's really interesting because you know you you have to kind of question how much in control she is because it does seem like she's in control, but at the same time, she just seems so, um, so in character, so invested in what is happening within the sitcom universe, um, which makes me like, I I'm kind of curious how um they will update her power set after this by the end of this because you know she's a lot more into chaos magic and reality bending in the comics whereas like in the mcu we've we've really only seen telekinesis so far Mm -hmm. um right so i i assume like this is yeah this is this is the moment wanda finally becomes scarlet witch or something like that is, is i feel like what they're going for um i think i'm just afraid and, you know, who am I to say this as someone who's not a woman of, like, I'm kind of afraid of getting into, like, oh, she is, like, a crazy, unstable woman with an inability to grieve, you know? Um, right. Because she yeah. has so no, many emotions! Totally... Um, yeah. And it's hard to know how to feel about that until you see what they're actually doing. So right. like what the fact that this with. is a slow burn mystery does make that part a little more anxiety-inducing. <laughs> um but uh you know at the mcu has you know especially joss whedon in particular i think has really done women dirty in the mcu in the past so i guess <laughs> we'll have to see uh i believe the showrunner is jack schaefer who um actually wrote or co-wrote uh black widow um and i think she contributed to the captain marvel script so i guess she's just <laughs> the Marvel Studios woman, I guess the token mm-hmm. woman is what it seems like sometimes. Um I think she I, only did episode one though, right? Yeah, but like you know, she's still the showrunner, you know? Like she's oh, still yeah, like in sense. charge yeah. of like the creative direction of the of the um 
of the entire story. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and you know, she she could have like done uncredited rewrites of all of these episodes, like as is the sure, showrunner's yeah. duty. Um, the director, I think, has a very interesting resume. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Matt Shackman. Um, he is best known for like for directing uh, a lot of sitcoms. He's mostly involved with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Love that but, for him. Yeah, but he's also um, very much into prestige drama. So, like, um, the, the example I always give is, uh, remember that Game of Thrones episode in Season 7 where, um, where Daenerys, the dragon, and the Dothraki attack the Lannisters on that little, like, that oh, little yeah. train? He yeah. did that episode. Like the That's fucking, a great episode. Yeah, they like the, the Dothraki jumping on top of the horse and shooting arrows and like the they, that was such a beautifully shot action sequence. So like this man knows how to do both sitcom and prestige drama. Like he is like kind of a jack of all trades, which like mm-hmm. you don't really see a lot of television directors like that. So I, I think they kind of found the perfect person for this. Yeah. Um, and then you got like the um, you got the the theme songs from Christian Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, most famous for like you know Frozen, Book of Mormon, Avenue Q, um, like really high pedigree <laughs> involved in this production. It's, it's kind of um, it's kind of amazing how this even exists in the first place, in my opinion. Um, it's Disney. It's Disney. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> there, it's Disney and it's MCU. Like all can yeah. join in one thing now, and they're just like, we're gonna, we're gonna make something, and it's gonna be the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and you know, it's like I mentioned, like the sitcom aspect was actually kind of funny. Like I was laughing a lot. Of, like the the magic show, I think was was pretty well done. I thought that was pretty funny. The guy, the guy when he, um when hit the, the piano turned into cardboard, he was like, "Oh, that was my grandmother's piano." <laughs> like I actually <laughs> laughed a lot at that. Or like um, when he calls um that guy a communist, I love because yeah, he's so yeah. serious. He's like, "Yeah, he's a communist," and then everybody's like, "Ah!" Yeah, oh, classic like funny. Red Scare era humor. You know, like, <laughs> it, it captures the era very well, and yeah. um, you know, it it's. I, it, it's interesting reading interviews with Matt Shackman because he doesn't want to be too on the nose. Like, you know how, like, Elizabeth Olsen's siblings were, like, sitcom stars with Full House and they're trying to, like, not be a little too obvious about that, which I think is right the smart thing to do. You don't want to be too wink-wink, nudge-nudge. Um, right. But, you know, I still, you know, we still got some decades left in the show. So, like, well, we did, like, 50s to 70s. Is that right so far? Yes. So the next episode will be in the 80s. Yeah. Um, 80s, which would probably be, like, what, like, Family Ties and, like, maybe maybe Full House. And then 90s is, like, Friends, I would I would guess. Friends, Fraser yeah. Seinfeld. And then 2000s well, so, is, so like... We watched, we watched the trailer together. Um, yeah. And what, literally, there is this one scene where she's like talking to the camera, and it it literally looks straight out of um, straight Modern up. Family, yeah, like that kind of sitcom. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. they cited Thirty Rock, Parks and Rec, Modern Family, and The Office for the for the two thousands mm-hmm. uh, section, which well, that's cool and i i was joking with friends like oh what would the 2010s be like i mean and we were like oh yeah probably like really nihilistic tragic comedies like barry or bojack horseman oh, God. <laughs> and we'd be or like oh I that's perfect if... because she's grieving 
<laughs> right. Well, I wonder if they're even going to do, like, they'll they stop there and then the last two episodes will be, like, just, like, a regular, like, yeah. kind of the episode we got now, right? It'll just be, like, taking exactly. place with, like, yeah. both universes going back to back. Um, I yeah. guess we'll see. I If you look at, like, the posters, they have six posters representing different decades in the end of 2000s. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think it, the the funny part to me is that um, when you do get to 2010s, you've basically caught up to present day. So it's like, okay, it's just a normal episode then. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I'm I am so into like genre and like um, and uh, you know the differences between decades and you know. Um, I'm like an amateur television historian, so <laughs> a lot of this like hit me harder than I thought it would because I, I it's really amazing how they did their due diligence. Like, oh, yeah. like though those um those theme songs, like not even just the song, but like the actual sequence, you know, like you know when they're like building the the swing sets for the baby and the and the seventies one and stuff like that. Um. Just love that, like, you know, oh, you, like, <laughs> just love that, like, sitcom silliness, and I'm I'm really looking forward to see, like, how they, you know, what is their take on, like, the, the full house era, the Seinfeld era, and, like, you know, I, uh, it's, I think people don't give enough, uh, credit to the MCU for just how much they fuck around with genre, and... How, um... Uh, just a thought, because you mentioned mm-hmm. um, Elizabeth Olsen's sisters and the Full yes. House era. How much do you want to bet they somehow bring up "You Got It, Dude" in the next episode? Oh boy, I <laughs> I feel like they I, I theorized that this came up in conversation and they said no. <laughs> like they like the same reason why they didn't say no shit Sherlock with Cumberbatch and Downey Jr. <laughs> like right. Oh, they might I be a little too would've. on the nose. <laughs> yeah. I wish they would have, though. Give me some kind of fan service in that way, you know? Yeah. I will say, Elizabeth Olsen's really good in this show. She like, she is amazing. That is one yeah. thing that I think this show has done so well, is really give give her the time to shine as an actress in the, in the MCU, like storyline i guess i would say because like we have we've only really seen her do one thing right like that's all we've seen her so this is really showing us like nah she she knows her shit like she's she's good yeah yeah and not not to take away from paul bettany because i think oh no yeah his magic act was like one of his best performances uh of his career if you ask me um even though he was drunk (laughs) yeah he's really good um um i it's a it's great having a cast um, comprised of, like, the B characters in the MCU and mm-hmm. really showcase their skills. Because, like, I think you know, that's kind of the point of the Disney Plus shows. Like, you know, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, they're not, like, they're not, like, the top dogs of the MCU. But, like, here they are, like, ocu- like carving out their own space in the universe and finally giving these prestige actors something interesting to do rather than like right you know elizabeth dolson waved her arms around a little bit <laughs> like, right uh, um i'm i'm really happy for them it's it's a it's this is a really cool project and it looks like they're having a lot of fun well i'm having a lot of fun watching it 
So uh, they know what they're doing. Hell yeah. <laughs> um all right are we missing anything with episode four or like just in general is there any other like main topics you want to talk about before we get into like like what we want from phase four i'm kind of down to just jump into speculation i think we kind of covered it yeah so so at the end of the episodes now it's going to be a lot of... Because before we were like, what do you think is going to happen in Endgame? Well, we know. <laughs> we know now. So um, I guess kind of we could talk about like what we want from Phase 4 slash like what what theories or vibes are like coming out that we, that we want to talk about. So Chris, hit me with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems pretty obvious from a lot of recent casting news that this seems like a very multiverse-focused phase. Uh, or at least, like, getting us used to the idea of the multiverse, because, you know, the fact that this is going into a Doctor Strange movie with the t- with the word multiverse in the title <laughs> seems pretty mm-hmm. telling, and um, it's... It's so hard to predict what's what's going on just because, like, you know, we had that whole gap without MCU, and we have kind of been out of it and just like clinging on to scraps of information and casting news since then but um i i wonder um what there will be more, more invested in because you have like um the focus on new ips like eternals and shang chi yada 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 like that and then you also have like Young heroes like Miss Marvel and Kate Bishop and potentially the twins, if right. they end up that, being real. Right. Um, I mean, they. I mean that that that's like what happened in the comics was that's how they be, became a thing. Where exactly, yeah. F- from her like episode with everything, so I, <laughs> yeah, I think that they're very much going to be real. Um, yeah. Almost like this will be like a what happened in between this and like the movie settings i guess maybe and mm-hmm. then by the time we get to the twins they'll be older or maybe <laughs> who knows yeah. maybe by the end of episode nine the way that her timing works yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess we'll see yeah and then um and and then you got the multiverse stuff going on as like a third pillar. Like it it's it seems like there's a lot juggling and when you look at it all on paper, like the fact that like Kang the Conqueror is gonna be in Ant Man three, like it just doesn't really make sense that you can't see like what the big picture is. It mm-hmm. it, it feels like we're kind of changing the rules. We're not really sure what to expect this time because it was very cut and dry the first time around, like Okay, Infinity Stones, Thanos, boom, we're doing that. And this time it was it's a very bit, much uh, cut and dry. It was very yeah. much like from from the first Avengers movie, we were like, we know the timeline. We mm-hmm. know the Thanos <laughs> is going to get some stones and some shit's going to happen. It's going to take us like 10 years to get there, but we know what's going to happen in the next 10 years. And now mm-hmm. we're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> So, but I love that. I think that's the funnest part about it is like, you know, when before Endgame, most of what we knew, I mean, it's always been like this like fan thing where everybody's online with theories and stuff, but, and like, but most of what we knew was written out. Like we had seen it so many times before. And now I feel like it's even more of this fan thing of like, oh my God, what's happening? And 
why is this happening and all these theories and I I really love it it's bringing me back it's just bringing me so much joy because I haven't had it in a year haven't been able to go online and be like what's up with the MCU what's everybody guessing um so it's really (laughs) fun for me um a fangirl to be back into that space um yeah I needed the break honestly because I was kind of exhausted after Endgame um yeah and I you know I I get you know we all get very cynical about you know corporations and capitalism and it's like uh, it's this big old franchise but um it's uh this I'm happy that the creativity and just the whole let's field nature of this show has kind of revitalized my enjoyment a bit and I'm looking forward to you know like Falcon Winter Soldier just because like that is that is my MCU right there like <laughs> those are the dudes I am into um, yeah and um you know it's it seems like Marvel Studios think that they have a blank check to do whatever they want now like they made the top grossing movie they can do whatever they are doing whatever and <laughs> reading news casting news and just being like what is going on is like is kind <laughs> of refreshing like wait no they're not bringing toby Maguire back come on right uh, can but... we talk about how they are getting <laughs> they're doing like a real time into the spider-verse basically mm-hmm. like we're gonna see some multiverse stuff happening which means yeah. we're probably gonna get a miles morales cast coming soon you know what i mean oh, like boy. Yeah. if they want to go so into young exciting. avengers territory even though peter parker is still young so question mark but um <laughs> it's it's weird um yeah it's good grief i i hope that movie isn't a mess but um <sighs> you know uh we'll see the fact that it's like far end of far from home was like okay he's peter parker he doesn't need an adult with him anymore and then third movie Stop Strange is here to help him out. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> we'll see what you got. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like, but like, we can't put too much of a blame there because when you really think about it, that is all of his villains are like older, <laughs> like, like older mentors. And it's just this whole like theme yeah. with, I guess, mm-hmm. his uncle Ben, like this is whole older mentor helping me out. Oh, just kidding he's a bad guy um so i don't know maybe they'll maybe they'll do something fresh with that we'll see see. do you do you have any specific wants or wishes from phase four like not not Um, what you think you're gonna see but what you want to see what i want to see i mean i want to see miles morales i feel like Mm -hmm. we're at an age now that like people so much like wildly know about miles that like we want it we need it give Mm -hmm. it to me um i want to see a young (laughs) avengers i just want to see a a revamp and a refresh i i know that we have all these new characters cast and it's just going to take it's going to be a while before we see it all come into play but like getting to see like something fresh in a group like the feeling i got when i watched guardians of the galaxy for the first time like yeah i want that again i Mm -hmm. so I, i would really love that i think that would be fun um I want um, Natalie Portman's Thor and Valkyrie to be gay for each other. Um, I want a throbble. Thunder. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I want a poly relationship, actually, with all of them. <laughs> um, that's what I really want. So um, let it happen, please. Um, <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> what do you want, Chris? Um, I'm a selfish son of a bitch, and I want the TV shows to be canonical. I want uh, I want Daisy Johnson to be in space with Sword <laughs> and Nick Fury. Uh, I want the reports of Daredevil of Charlie Cox being in Spider-Man 3 to be true. Oh, that'd I, be so cool. I want him and uh, Kristen Ritter to be in the She-Hulk show and just, just be shitheads. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't know, at least a reference to Coulson. Like, you know, we forgot to mention that, like, this is the first time they mentioned Pietro since Age of Ultron. Like, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, Finally, the acknowledgement that Wanda had a twin who she loves very much yet has never talked about. But um, um, but yeah. Besides that, um, I think I, you know, I'm interested in Shang Chi because you know Asian representation, and I'm fascinated by Eternals just because it's the one I know least about. Um, yeah, and same. It's, it's such a wild cast and. Uh, a really impressive uh, Chinese indie director made that film, and they have so much trust in her that I just want to see what that is. And also, Gemma Chan's in it, and I love Gemma Chan. <laughs> I'm weird, like the weirdness of like the recast, but also like love her. I don't like care. you're right, yeah. like, she's amazing. And, if like, I'll let the, anyone, it's Gemma Chan. <laughs> right, it's like the like small role that she yeah. got in in Captain Marvel and then they mm-hmm. like killed her off and I was like why mm-hmm. and then <laughs> she gets recast and I'm like yes okay yeah. you get more Gemma Chan yeah we love that for us <laughs> uh I'm also strangely interested in the Hawkeye show even though I'm not a big fan of Jeremy Renner as Clint but um I've been reading the Matt Fraction run recently and it's and seeing it's Seeing how they visually match is like, oh god, what if they do this right? Oh, mm, ah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I used to really love Hawkeye. I think I really loved him because everybody hated him. Like they were just haters. <laughs> He's They're an like, underdog. Oh, he doesn't do anything. I'm like, yes, he does. Um, mm-hmm. it would have been cooler if they would have like, you know, made him um like actually deaf like he is in the comics. Like I feel like that would have been fun. Like, I believe he has a hearing aid in the set photos. Wait, really? Show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you see Jeremy Renner with like a fake earpiece. And, uh, okay. So we'll see how that goes. Because I feel like that's, well, yeah, because like I never hear people talk about that at all. And it's like such mm-hmm. a big part of his character, like in the comics. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I used to care a lot about Hawkeye. And then now I don't really care. I was really upset by the way... Um, Endgame handled his character. They like teased that he was going to do this Ronin shit. Um, and then he was just like, all right, I guess I'm an Avenger now again. Whoops. <laughs> and I was like, God, I hate, I hate when shows or movies do a like build up. They're like, this mm-hmm. is going to happen. It's going to be so cool. And you do all this speculation. And then it's just like, okay, it's yeah. over with. We still use that sort of like, bit, but it was like, hey, I'm back from killing all these people of color around the world literally like <laughs> what what the fuck like we're not gonna talk about that we're just gonna uh, pretend that it didn't happen and you're just an avenger again like uh, uh okay 
cool. Yeah, we'll see if they actually address that, but, uh... Oh, yeah. oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let me check the Jeremy Renner app to see what they think of this. Um... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Wild dude. Yeah. Wild times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Any anything else? That's pretty much it. I, I, um, you know, I... I'll live if they don't acknowledge the TV shows, but, uh, and, like, again, that, that soap thing, I think, is so much of a stretch, but, um, <laughs> I will not yield until... No, we won't. Until Kevin Feige says, fuck off with your Charlie Cox and your Chloe Bennett. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, did you see that call where, like, um, there was, like, a journalist asking him, like, oh, fans would really love to see Charlie Cox back as uh, Daredevil, and Kevin Feige just silently nods and doesn't say anything for five straight seconds and then they just move uh, on <laughs> which so i don't know awkward. if that's a good thing or a bad thing uh, right it's see. like it's either like i don't give a fuck or i sign something that i can't talk mm-hmm. about yeah um, exactly something that i just remembered that i do want to talk about for one second is that yeah i know we're now just like is vision dead is vision al- like like what the fuck is going on with vision in the trailer, in the mid-season trailer, it was like there's a lot of these things where like Vision is like figuring things out, which to me is like okay, so he has to have there has to be some kind of consciousness happening yeah. there. Some so that's why I'm conf- there. Yeah. yeah, I'm confused there. I'm confused like either like even if she's making it up in her head or that is his corpse that maybe she's like giving some life to with her powers. Um He's thinking for himself because yeah. he keeps he has, he has also autonomy. questioning. Um, yeah, so that's also confusing me a little bit. Um, and I guess we'll have to wait and find out. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think this whole slate of shows are interesting. Like you know, Falcon Winter Soldier kind of going back to like spy espionage action, and then Loki being like some weird time travel alternate reality thing i don't even know what's going on there then miss marvel was like i'm a young teenager and i'm you know (laughs) i'm a big fan girl and i'm gonna be a superhero and hawkeye's like we're gonna hang out in new york city with a dog and (laughs) and beat people up because they won't uh forgive people's rent (laughs) right like very very different shows and i'm i'm into it like i love i love like the genre diversity so stay tuned <laughs> stay 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 tuned i guess mm, um yeah. well um chris thank you so much for coming back onto the show and for talking to me about the first four episodes of wandavision could you tell everybody where they can find you absolutely and thank you for having me again here kayla this is always a pleasure and thank you for Letting me mouth off as long as I do. <laughs> um, you can find me at Compenderizer on Twitter. I don't really, like, scroll through my timeline a lot these days. I just kind of pop in for, like, a bad joke every once in a while and, like, maybe retweet some of my stuff. But, uh, you know, I'm still there. You can follow me. You can retweet me. Uh, you can DM me if you have any complaints <laughs> towards me. And uh, other than that, you know, I am at Gamper. Um, I am the weekend editor, and we got some cool guide stuff going on. And other than that, I'm just vibing. Hit me up if you want to play games. I am always looking to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, fun. Thank you. Um, you can also find me over on Twitter at OAKayla. 
Samesies about not really scrolling there too much. Um, a lot of things in life are happening, but I do retweet a lot of dumb things. Um, so, you know, there's that. Um, but this is the Snap, which is a product of Uppercut. Now, it wasn't before, but now they got me, <laughs> Kayla, and uh, came came with me the package deal of the Snap. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the Snap is a product of Uppercut, which is a games and media site devoted to punching up through high-quality content that focuses on highlighting marginalized voices and great criticism. You can find Uppercut on all social media at Uppercut Crit and UppercutCrit.com. If you want to hang out with us and our various friends to chat about the MCU and more and WandaVision, um, you can join our Discord server. The link will be in the show notes. Um, also, if you enjoy the show, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Um, so, yeah, the next episode will be coming out in a few weeks. We'll be talking about the wrap-up of WandaVision and getting prepared for the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, which will be we'll have like a week in between to prepare for. Um it's very exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give me give me a break, please. <laughs> uh, so yeah, oh, the future. Sorry, of the correction. I, I I was wrong when I told you that. It's actually two weeks in between, it looks like. Oh, so. Well yeah. It's, fine. it's not still not a lot of time to process right. things. Um so yeah. Um Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time on The Snap. See you later. Bye.